Hello, good morning, my friends. I am so excited to be here. Today I'm popping in because I wanted to talk to you about stress-free holiday meals. Now, imagine this scenario with me. You have invited all your nearest and dearest over to host a holiday meal, and then you don't actually catch up with anyone because you've spent all your time in the kitchen trying to get everything ready. If this sounds like you, then today's episode is what you need to hear to get ready for stress-free holiday meals that you can actually enjoy. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about a few things. I have to find my notes. (laughs) Um, The first is things you can be doing right now to get ready for stress-free holiday meals. The second is um, what you need to do to make sure that your holiday meals stay stress-free once you've actually planned them. And then the final thing is to talk to you about how to know what you can make ahead of time and what you need to actually make the day of. So let's dive in. All right. So like I said, I am on a mission to help people avoid the dreaded scenario where they've invited all of their loved ones over and then they get stuck in the kitchen cooking and getting everything ready for the meal. Does this sound like you or maybe you're cleaning up after the meal? I can't help with that part. Um, But I can help you with making sure that the meal is less stress-free so you can actually enjoy yourself and the time that you have with your loved ones over the holidays. I... Uh, surveyed a bunch of you over on Instagram. I'm at the family kitchen coach if you want to join me there. And surprisingly, most of you said that you are not actually hosting Thanksgiving this year. So don't tune out just because you're not hosting Thanksgiving. I think it's inevitable that most of us are going to host at least one gathering during the holiday season, and it is approaching really, really quickly. And so I want to make sure that you have these tips now so that you can start thinking about what you can do now and as the date approaches to give yourself the gift of a stress-free holiday meal or event, whatever that might look like for you. Hi there, I'm Amy. I'm a mom, a natural food chef, and the host of the Feel Good Family Food Podcast. Just like you, I have more to do in a day than could possibly get done. And kids who say their favorite foods are things like... Gummy bread. Pretzel, of course. ice cream, yummy. On this podcast, I'm using my 10 years of professional food experience plus real-world nutrition to help real parents more easily feed their families healthy food more often. Stick with me for tips, tricks, and actionable steps to start feeling good about feeding your family. So the three three things I'm going to cover is um, planning and then shopping And then finally, sort of like prepping in the final lead up to hosting your event. So the first thing that you can be doing right now to create stress-free holiday meals is to find and test recipes. So if I were hosting Thanksgiving, which I'm not this year, (laughs) see my smile, I'm not hosting Thanksgiving this year. Um, But if I were, I would already have a list going of recipe ideas or menu ideas of what I wanted to make. And then I'd be looking for recipes that fit within that menu. So for example, I know there's a lot of families that like Thanksgiving is not complete if you don't have mashed potatoes. So you know you need a mashed potato recipe. Hopefully you already have a family heirloom recipe that you can just make or you can assign to somebody else. Also a key to a stress-free holiday meal. Um, If you don't, Now, right now, today is the time that you should be looking for recipe inspiration. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you should be testing it. Here's the thing. I'm not a big recipe tester in terms of like, I don't like to make the same thing a lot of times. 
And yet, if you are going to be cooking for a large crowd, if you want to make a great impression, you owe it to yourself to test the recipes ahead of time. Um, If you don't want to test them, then find someone who has a tried and true recipe that they love and just get that from them. But searching Pinterest, And even reading all the reviews, it's not an assurance that your equipment, that your setup, that your knowledge is going to create the recipe exactly the way someone intended. And even a great recipe can be really tricky to execute. So I think for something like the holidays, it is worth testing the recipe if you haven't made it before. I'm going to link in the show notes and in the comments, some of my favorite holiday recipes. I have like a sweet potato casserole with spiced pecans on top. Um, some Brussels sprouts that I love to make. These are ones that I've tried over and over again that I know work. And even still, if you're a little bit uncomfortable in the kitchen, you might give them a test ahead of time just to make sure that you have it all nailed. So you can be finding and testing your recipes right now, building out that menu. That is the first and foremost thing that I would do for any holiday party that I was hosting. And it's never too soon to start gathering those ideas so that you have a little bit of time to test here and there. Maybe you test it when you're going to someone else's holiday celebration so it's not on your guests. And then um, you can make it with confidence and competence when it comes time for your own holiday party. So finding and testing recipes. The second thing is that you're going to want to plan your shopping list. Here's the deal. From having worked in grocery stores, Whole Foods, for years and years and years, I have seen so many frazzled people come in the day of or the day before holiday and be shocked that we didn't have any more turkeys or chestnuts or stuffing or all those things. Listen, stocking a grocery store is not an exact science. And the closer you get to a holiday, the more likely that things have run out, that um, people are going to be not very nice in my experience, or that you're going to stand in line for two hours for that one thing that you forgot. So what I suggest is giving yourself again, the gift of having a very well-planned out shopping list and shopping as early as possible. This would look like to me, if I were hosting Thanksgiving, I would have my menu planned out by this Friday. I would have my shopping list built, divided by section of the grocery store. So this is something I do always, but definitely for the holidays, because you're going to be in a hurry and there's going to be lots of people and it's going to be a little bit stressful. And then no later than Tuesday, but probably by Monday, I would be getting everything that I needed for that shopping list. Are there a few things that might not keep I can't think of any, but probably someone has an example of something that won't keep. Cool. Make it your mission to then just go back for that one single thing instead of saying, well, if I can't get it all now, I'm not going to get any of it now. It is a recipe for disaster. Tuesday and Wednesday are the busiest days in almost any grocery store, like the busiest days of the whole year. If I can avoid them, I do. And I plan to. And you're going to need to plan to also by building out a really well-structured shopping list, by knowing exactly what you're going to make, and by building that shopping list based on sections of the grocery store so that you can shop quickly and efficiently and ideally without your kids. Because nothing about that's efficient or quick, right? So that is the second thing that I would do is plan a great shopping list, make sure you have everything on it, and shop ideally no later than Monday um, for all the things that you need. The bonus is that you're then not going to end up with a frozen turkey. So even at Whole Foods where the turkeys are fresh, they do have like a hard chill on the outside. If you're shopping at somewhere like Safeway or Ron's, they're probably frozen all the way through and kept for a long time. So your turkey needs to go in the fridge, not the freezer, as early as Monday to make sure that it's fully defrosted. It will keep for a couple of days after that. So I like to start defrosting turkeys Monday or like Tuesday at the latest. If I were buying a 
fresh hard shell turkey from Whole Foods, I would do it on Tuesday. But if I was shopping Monday, I would have no qualms in doing that because the worst thing possible, and I have been there, is trying to put a partially frozen turkey into the oven and then like fingers crossed, hoping it cooks all the way through. It's not a good strategy. It doesn't work and it's not food safe. So you need a fully defrosted turkey by Thursday. Start planning on Monday. That's the perfect time to like get your turkey in the fridge with something underneath it. So the pan, so the drippings aren't going everywhere in your fridge and then leaving you with a mess. And if you haven't yet bought a meat thermometer, get thyself to Amazon and buy one because Part of the reason I smiled when I said I wasn't hosting is like, I hate cooking turkey. I don't like eating it. I don't think it's it's that delicious. It's sort of a pain. I'm not even sure I have a good turkey recipe that I can share with you because I am so not into it. But if you want to cook a great turkey, find a good recipe. There are lots online. My mom swears by those like plastic bags you put the turkey in. Don't get me started on that. Um, But you do need a meat thermometer because turkeys are so large that you can't trust by just feeling. And there's no worse feeling than cutting into a turkey and finding out that it's still raw when everyone else is wanting to eat, right? So um, another case for shopping early and being really clear about what you need. So we talked about um, finding and testing recipes. The second thing was planning your shopping list. The final thing is to start cooking whatever you can ahead of time. And this is where people often get tripped up is like, what can I actually cook ahead of time? So I'm going to give you a quick list off the top of my head of things that I would cook ahead of time and things that I wouldn't cook ahead of time in hopes that this will give you a little bit of clarity around the things that work well and the things that don't work as well. So for example, I shared the sweet potato casserole. For example, for that, it involves baking sweet potatoes, peeling them, and then mashing them. I would do that up to three days ahead of time. Three to four days is usually like a food safe window for cooking things. I would do that up to three days ahead of time. I would mash that all. I would prepare the spiced pecans that go on top three to four days ahead of time. And then I would wait to bake it and bring it all together and warm it up until the day up. That's when I would follow those instructions. Cranberry sauce can definitely be made ahead of time. A lot of folks will even freeze it. So if you're feeling really ambitious, you can start making that now. Um, You know, salad dressing is a really good thing to make ahead of time. Or I mentioned like spice nuts or something that might go in your salad. Like those types of ingredients and components are a great thing to start doing right away. Uh, What else would I do ahead of time? Things I wouldn't do ahead of time are like chopping up potatoes or those kinds of things. Oh, sorry. In the things I would do ahead of time list, I'd also do like chopping up onions and garlic. I wouldn't do that more than about a day ahead of time. But if I know I have a lot of that coming up, then I would do that ahead of time. I might even saute my onions and garlic together that's going to get stirred into my stuffing and store that in the fridge so that then I'm just tossing with the stuffing and the broth and whatever goes with it and putting in that, that in the oven on the day of. So let's move over to the list of things I wouldn't do ahead of time. I would not cook my turkey ahead of time. I would not make my gravy ahead of time. I would not, um, these pan-fried Brussels sprouts recipe that I'm going to share with you, I wouldn't do those ahead of time because they're best eaten just as they're cooked. Um, I wouldn't make a salad ahead of time because I think it can get kind of soggy even if you don't put the dressing on it. What I might do is take the components and leave them separate. Or if I were making like a green bean casserole and my beans needed to be boiled, I might boil them and cool them ahead of time. But I wouldn't do like the finishing touches until the day of because if you're already heating it back up, um, then that's the perfect time to just do the heating once. Anytime you're reheating something over and over again, it starts to dry out or like the green beans would get overcooked and um, it's actually just not worth it for the end result. What other things wouldn't I do ahead of time? Um, 
trying to think. So I wouldn't do salad. I would not, um, like I said, I wouldn't dress the salad ahead of time. I wouldn't like take things that like, I wouldn't chop up apples or chop up potatoes ahead of time. I think that's a mistake people often make, but both of those things will brown if you do it ahead of time. And so I think knowing that landscape can help you to understand like what is best made ahead of time and what is not. And I'm going to break it down into like really super simple terms. Anything that is cooked in a sauce, like a stew type thing picture or a soup will likely keep okay ahead of time because it's just being warmed back up in that. Anything that's going to dry out or overcook if it's been cooked once and then it's cooked again is not a good candidate for cooking ahead of time. So that's the turkey, the green bean casserole, the, um, you know, stuffing, those kinds of things. And that at the end of the day is what it comes down to. So three to four days ahead of time, you can start cooking things that will keep well. I'm doing preparation steps like baking sweet potatoes and mashing them, making spice pecans, making elements of things that will keep. One one day slash the day of is the best time to do a lot of the more sensitive things and usually the day of. And one thing I didn't mention because it's not in my wheelhouse is desserts are often a great candidate for being made ahead of time also. My one final tip for creating stress-free holiday parties is get help. This is not the time to be try to be in control of every single piece of the holiday puzzle. And so I really encourage you to farm out as much of it as possible so you are not spending the day of your party trying to manage all the logistics. This is how we end up in the kitchen panicked because things aren't actually ready. So I like to farm out as much as possible. And I give people things that I think they can bring that then don't need to be heated up or I make sure I understand exactly what they're going to need. So I try to be really clear with folks that I do not have space for them to be cooking on my stove on the day of, because it's probably already spoken for. And then if they're serving something warm, I'll ask them, Hey, are you going to bring that warm or does it need stovetop or oven? Because in my experience, the oven space gets used up really quickly. It can be super hard to find space, especially if you still have a turkey cooking. And so asking these questions is going to save you heartache later of like coordinating all of the moving pieces of what you have going on. If you have specific questions about your Thanksgiving meal, I would love to help you out this week. You can find me over on Instagram at the family kitchen coach and just send me a DM and I'll do my best to help you out. And um, as we get deeper into the holidays, if you have other questions that come up or you're looking for ideas for recipes, I'm happy to share some of those with you as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys again next week.